You are listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with Mark Madison. In this episode, Mark talks to Chad Lale, formerly known as Gunner in Impact Wrestling and currently known as Jackson Riker in NXT. Go to www.prowrestlingpost.com for interviews, blogs, reviews, and upcoming events in your area. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer. And now, here is Mark and Chad. Okay, so who would you say were your influences either in the ring or out or out of the ring that have helped shape you as a person and the person that you are outside of the ring and your character? It's kind of a twofold. Outside of the ring, um, would definitely it's, it's totally outside of the wrestling world. My father, um, my father just really was the one that kind of uh, supported me since day one. You know, when I was 11 years old and playing backyard wrestling with my friends and stuff, man, he, he really just he's the one that always taught me. He never called my dream stupid because you know I got picked on a lot as a kid. He never called my dream stupid. He goes, hey, you can do whatever you set your mind to, and he always instilled me, instilled in that, or instilled that in me. Um, as far as like in ring. Um, you know, pro wrestling world has really been my number one supporter and really helped me a lot. I definitely say Ken Anderson. Uh, Ken has been another guy since I remember in 2007, December 2007, I did a uh, WWE uh, extra spot. And, and yeah, I was with Ken at the moment doing the little spoof uh, Shawn Michaels blast from the past. And he was cool then, man. And, and from the time he got the TNA, he's one of those that took me under his wing, really believed in me. And always told me I could do bigger and better things. And he just really kind of, you know, just gave me feedback on things to do better, character stuff. And just one of those guys I really look up to and, and one of my best friends. It's... Anyone that follows you on Twitter can see a strong connection to your faith. Um, how does that help to guide you as it applies to pro wrestling? I think just, you know, my faith is, is something that's important to me, something uh, you know, I was brought up. It, it wasn't something that was ever forced on me. It was something that, you know, did on my own. And it's my choice, but it's really one of those things that all things happen for a reason. Whether you believe in a, in a God or a higher power, or whether you just believe in, you know, just being a spiritual person, it's just, to me, all things happen for a reason. So whatever life brings me, I realize that it's not the end of the world. It's not my last day here on Earth. And, um, you know, there's bigger and better plans for me. And the thing is, is, like, you can't sit at home and, you know, expect those bigger, expect people to come knock at your door. And my faith really helps me realize that, you know, you better go out there and get it. And um, just keep a positive attitude about, you know, life. One of, you know, you say, uh, yeah, it's one of my, uh, the, the people, the things I look up to the most, well, Christ. I mean, he's a role model to me, and, and he was a positive influence and is a positive influence in my life. The things he taught, the way he walked. And I just try to, I just try to model myself after that, just being a good person and realizing you got to work hard, you know, to get things. Um, this, I didn't plan on this next question because, but now that you had mentioned that Christ is is a um, an influence, do you ever feel that sometimes when Catholicism or religion is used as a wrestling angle, it's it's always sketchy? Or do you ever get offended by something like that? I don't really get offended. I, you know, this man said he was, uh, <laughs> you know, he challenged God to a wrestling match one time, and some people think it might have been a uh, Yeah, I'm just like, you know what, it doesn't. It doesn't offend me at all. 
it's, yeah. uh, I think bringing wrestling into our, our religion and the wrestling are real touchy situations. I mean, a lot of people have their beliefs. It can turn a lot of people off, um, you know, offend a lot of people. But me, I, you know, everybody's got their own beliefs. I respect me and everybody's beliefs and their way of life. Um, I personally think you got to keep religion out of the wrestling business. Now, me posting stuff on Twitter or Facebook, that's different. That's my views. And um, if somebody doesn't like it, I don't force it on anyone. And I guess, you know, if they don't like it, they can unfollow me. But I think to keep it out of the, there's things you got to keep out of the entertainment. That, um, you know, religion and, and other things, it's really, really touchy to, you know, kind of hit on. Mm-hmm. Now, um, formerly serving in the U.S. Marine Corps and defending your country, what has that experience taught you about putting life in perspective as you move on uh, through this transition in wrestling? Yeah, you know, um, that was the toughest moment thus far in my life is, is going through, uh, you know, Marine Corps boot camp and going through combat, going overseas and being away from my family and my friends for seven months, not knowing if I was going to make it home alive. But, um, it's one of those things where what it's really taught me is um, to work hard. You have to work hard to, to achieve everything. But, you know, I was in the Marine Corps. I had goals, and I set out to obtain, and I, and I reached many, many of them. But it also made me cherish life a little bit more. So, you know, like I said before, when one door closes, for instance, leaving Impact Wrestling, uh, it wasn't the end of my world. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't in Iraq. By that. I, I knew that the next day was going to, uh, continue. And I think the Marine Corps has really instilled in me just that respect for living and waking up another day and being able to live my dream regardless. If this would impact wrestling, if this would WWE, Ring of Honor, or any wrestling promotion that wants to bring me on, um, you know, life goes on. Now, uh, describe your training under Abel Adams and what you walked away from that experience. What you happened to gain? He's the one that really just gave me the opportunity to step in the ring, and I actually spoke with him the other day. Uh, we were just talking about, you know, the next step in life, and he, uh, one of those guys that was hard on me. He taught me, uh, you know, um, respect for the business, respect for those who came for me, um, etiquette, which I think is lost in some of today's professional wrestling, especially a lot of the independent stuff. But Abel was another one of those kind of father figures, kind of those best friend figures in my life that really believed in me and still believes in me and um, it really just instilled in me another another person who just told me you know man you got the goods um, you know you got the look you got what it takes and, and you know I think you go far and I was 18 years old when he you know started training me in 2001 and kind of took me on the road to get under his wing and it's one guy that I owe a lot to because he uh, he drove a lot of the times and uh, I was pretty fortunate because I wasn't making a lot of money but um, one of those guys that I respect now, you talk about the, the training that you received under Abel and the time that you spent get, before, prior to getting to TNA. So it said that it listed that you had competed on the independence for almost 10 years. Um, the truth to that? Yeah. You know, I started 2001, uh, 2000, September of 2002, I uh, went to boot camp. So for a whole year, I didn't wrestle at all until right about the summer of 2003. And, you know, for the most part, when I was in the Marine Corps, um, I was stationed at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And I would travel home every weekend unless I was deployed to uh, you know, work shows. So I'd drive five hours to my hometown, get in a car with Abel, and, you know, wherever the show was, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Alabama. Um, so you're looking at, man, you know, sometimes 
five hour round trips just you know for one show for me to get in the ring um so yeah i worked for independence 2006 after i got out i really picked up what i call full-time working with nwa mm. doing stuff all over the states um kind of worldwide i did some south america stuff and uh but yeah that's true that's the truth i i signed with impact in 2010 so you're looking at uh well eight years with that year i took off so now how would you describe that whole experience that um, lose, you lost a little bit of time in training because you did go to boot camp, but then you were able to pick back up, but still everything there is, it's almost like to some extent, unless it's like falling on a bike, falling, um, learning how to ride a bike. Um, how would you describe the experience throughout the independence? Yeah, I think it slowed my progress, progress down, you know, a lot. I mean, uh, luckily for the most part, when I was in the Marine Corps, I was traveling to shows, working, you know, some good shows, some good guys, but obviously, you know, there's talented, you know, you got to work with people that's better than you to get better. Now, when I got out in 2006, that's really when I started NWA Anarchy and started working with those guys down there. That, um, I really came into my own. I learned TV product, you know, working hard cam, uh, working guys that were way better than me, um, you know, learning psychology and how to tell a story. So, it, it, you know, the Marine Corps time hindered me a little bit, but thankfully I was still able to uh, make shows and not miss a whole four years of, you know, just slowing my dream down even more. Now, you've worked in programs with Jeff Jarrett, Samoa Joe, James Storm, and Samuel Shaw. Describe each program and how it helped you to progress as a wrestler and gunner as a character. I think uh, the Jeff Jarrett stuff was really, when me and Murphy were kind of in his corner when he was doing the big MMA uh, deal with Kurt Angle, um, being able to just kind of, at that moment, it was really, I mean, I'd take a couple of German seat places for Kurt, but mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, working security, kind of being able to just stand and kind of watch Jeff, um, while he was cutting promos, so uh, when it comes to like you know working with promos and listening to how he talked to the people, listening to how he built his opponent up, um, you know that was a learning experience. Um, you mentioned uh, who else? Did you mention AJ? Uh, I mentioned uh, Samoa Joe, James Storm, yeah. Sam Shaw. Unfortunately, Joe and I really we worked some house show loops together. Uh, we didn't really have any big feuds, and I was always kind of upset about that. Uh, Crimson, I envy him. We got to have a pretty good lengthy feud with Joe. But any time I stepped in the ring with Joe, I mean, that's a guy that, like, you know, he, he's an amazing talent in the ring. He knows what he's doing in and out of the ring. He knows all about uh, character, facials. Uh, the people love him, obviously, even from his ring honor days to even now in NXT, which I'm so happy to see him back in NXT. I think it's where he belongs. But the guy's a machine. Um, <laughs> he was always very helpful when it came to, like, a young guy like me and building that character and, and getting your moves set. And just worrying about you know, placing the moves where they belong and not doing 30 different moves, you know, uh, less is more kind of thing. Um, working with James was awesome. And, you know, tag team-wise, um, I'm a huge tag team fan, so we always wanted to take the tag team and make it two, <clears throat> two individual, not two individual guys, and we wanted to actually make it a team. You look at some of the true tag teams back in the day, like Brain Busters and Rock and Roll Express. You guys weren't individuals. They were a team, and they worked as a team. And uh, that's really what me and James wanted to do. We were, you know, he was a beer drinker, and I was the modern-day Viking, and I would beat my head on the turnbuckle. But uh, I think we fed well off of each other. But then when we finally got the deal to do the feud, the feud was done right. And I really think that's one of those um, feuds that I needed to kind of catap- you know, catapult to me as a single star, where people were like, oh, this guy's actually competitive. He can actually uh, make a run for the heavyweight title, you know, um, some things weren't done right after that. That wasn't my fault. It wasn't James' fault. But uh, for the most part, working with James was a really good learning experience. 
is. You know, I think we taught each other both. We taught each other, you know, certain things. And it's always good when two guys can get in there and uh, put their differences aside and, and tell a good story. And the Samuel Shaw deal was great. Um, honestly, other than the James Storm being one of the favorites of mine, just because, and I talked to another interview the other day about this, how he had two young guys, he had this creepy uh, guy gimmick that Sam took and just molded into his own. He had Gunner, who, for the most part, never really talked. Um, unfortunately, never getting to the microphone, so people yell about my promo skills. Well, it's not my fault I could get the mic. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, that's another story. So uh, the good thing is we took this, and, and I'm, like, you know, I'm, I'm using acting as well. So when we did like, did like six weeks worth of vignettes where you know, he was in the padded cell um, and all this other stuff. And it was, I, I loved it. It was character development. Um, I really think the fans, we got to see another side of, you know, the Gunner character, um, somebody who actually cared, you know, a little bit different. You got to have, you, you can't have a guy that just goes out, bashes his head, wants to kill everybody all the time. There's no dimension to that to me. Right. Even, you know, Triple H back in the day, the man, you know, he's one of the greatest, but he still had, you know, side, side to him, a different side. So, um, that was one of my favorites. It was something they gave us, you know, ideas. They, the writers were really open about letting us do do our own thing. And, um, you know, once we did the little turn, once again, you had two guys that wanted to go out there and show that they could compete. Um, we went out and did a show with Bethlehem, PA, that aired in December of last year. Unfortunately, it was the only match we ever did. Um, I thought there was so much more opportunity with this Sam Shaw and Gunner character. Even though, uh, you know, the girl, uh, I can't even remember her name. This is how important she is. She uh, she left Impact Wrestling, and then I guess it's kind of messed up some storyline. Don't understand why we could still went on with it, but um, Sam's one of my favorites to work with because he's, he's young. He wants to get it, and, and unfortunately he's not with Impact anymore, but he's one of those guys that, you know, he'll, he'll be around somewhere. Now, um, being married to someone in the business has its challenges, I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, or I would presume. Um, how does that help you to both deal with the challenges of the business, both inside and potentially outside of the ring? You said you're married? Uh, yes. I'm not married anymore. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, then, yeah, I apologize. No, yeah, I don't, I don't think a lot of people know, because I had a, another interview guy asked me about, about my wife. I mean, oh, we're not together. So, okay. Uh, we're still friends. Yeah, we're still friends, but I can't answer the question. I think uh, being, you know, formally married to somebody who's in the business, um, I don't know. We, we, we had a couple of clashes here and there when it comes to wrestling. Uh, I have different, everybody's got different views of wrestling. Like, I, I was brought up loving this. Um, you know, everybody's got their different views and different ways of how they want to uh, get into wrestling. And we always clash. Um, she'd get mad at me and would kill me sometimes. I think vice versa. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're not married anymore. No problem. I, I apologize. I was just like, what no, would... Cool. The reason I kind of asked, the reason I had asked that is in speaking once to Frankie Kazarian about, you know, how having him and Tracy... Brooks both relate, you know, how being in the business might have helped them. And he, he did say it was beneficial to some extent because they've kind of gone through it and they can bounce things off of them. But um, yeah. I, I would always think to, if they weren't involved, it'd be the bigger challenge um, because of just time away and time on the road and um, being disconnected a little bit. But I, I just wondered how, you know, being connected within the, the industry might have helped. So that's all. Yeah, she, yeah, she definitely understood. Uh, you know, she understood because, like, being a wrestler, being an actor, my schedule, like, I mean, 
<laughs> All right. Um, now, after leaving the promotion, um, TNA uh, can lend itself to some freedom. Uh, what has the departure for TNA meant for you personally and professionally? Uh, you know, I really enjoyed working with the company. I, I've been with them since '09. Terry Taylor uh, helped get my foot in the door with me and Murphy in the um, you know security deal. I definitely will miss the um, the guys I worked with. I think you know, goes to say the same. They'll miss me. I've talked to uh, you know a handful of them. Um, I really think it was best after six years. I, I, you know, there was there was times where I felt like I was underutilized. I mean, I competed with James Storm. I did the main event with you know, uh, Magnus, and, and it's just kind of like after that, after the Sam Shaw stuff, I was put on the, uh, the back burner for some odd reason. I never did anything wrong, but after six years, I, I was to the point where I was stressed out a lot. Um, I'm 33, you know, I don't want my youth soaked up. I feel like I have something more to offer to somebody, whether Impact calls me back in, you know, a couple months or WWE or Ring of Honor or whoever it is, I know that, um, you know, me as a person, I got a lot to offer, and I think it was what was best for business. There's no bad blood, you know. It was a, a, a mutual agreement, and um, I thank them for the opportunities. And you know, I might be back in the Impact Ring, but um, I have bigger and better goals. I think ahead of me. You know, since I was five, I wanted that uh, WrestleMania moment. So ever since I was a kid, I, I wanted to compete in the WWE ring, and I'm not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. You know, still, still in the back of my mind, hey, I still want to compete. In, that WWE ring, you know, NXT has an amazing product going right now. They got tremendous talent down there. Um, so I'm thankful I can rest on impact, and then, but I'm looking forward to the future. Um, and you saying that too, I mean, uh, guys that are, there's always that, I, from a fan's perspective, I mean, you hear about a 30-year-old stigma that they won't take them on, but the guys that they've taken on, whether it is a Samoa Joe or a Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens or a Sami Zayn, they're, they're seasoned, right? So um, it might just as well be, it helps to build the product and then they're there at a short time, but I, I don't, I think they've kind of... Um, Nix that belief with the 30-year-old, you know, they're not going to invest the time in. And um, I'm hoping that opportunity provides itself for you. Uh, yeah, me too, man. And I, and I think that is more of a, more of a you know, a hearsay rumor. Like, I, I know you, anybody and everybody goes through the, uh, a tryout pretty much now, the developmental tryout. And, and I think that's fair. They, they, they want condition. They want a different athlete now. That, you know, it's, the wrestling's totally different than it was back in the 80s and 90s when I was growing up. It's, you know, these guys are balls to the wall now. Um, so you're working, all these guys are working, uh, you know, just 15, 20 minute matches and stuff like that. It's not just body slams anymore. It's, it's everything. And I think it's awesome that the, that the wrestling is getting more into, uh, the athletic look. Um, I'm 240. Um, I'd be happy at 225 if I got a job with WWE and said, hey, won't you more ripped? But, um, I think 33 is a good age. I mean, it's, they're looking for stars. And they're building their own stars, which I love. They're taking young talent. Um, they're not taking uh, guys that were formerly with other companies and putting them in the spotlight and putting their young talent on the back burner. Not going to drop any names, but we know what's happening with there. So um, I look forward to the opportunities as well. Um, do, even though you, you said you know there is an oppor- there there may be a chance down the line for you an impact. Uh, the question I would have had was. Um, did you feel that there were more opportunities still to be had during your time in TNA? Oh, totally. Yes, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I was, I felt like I was underutilized many times. I felt like after the James Storm feud, you had James was already established. Gunner, who just established himself with all these high caliber.
out for matches. I mean, we got voted for you know one of the top matches in 2014. So it's like, here's a guy that was finally getting there. The fans were finally getting behind me. It wasn't just a security guy anymore. He wasn't just some guy coming out bad all the time. Um, you know, they got behind the military thing. They got behind the modern-day Viking gimmick. And uh, I feel like I was underutilized. And for some reason, you know, I got the, the curtain jerked out from under me and, and, you know, sunk back down in the slumps, it felt like. And there was many times where I was disappointed. You know, I'm thankful because they allowed me to leave for, you know, a couple months off the of TV and do a movie. Um, so it helped build my brand a little better. But still, man, my heart lies in professional wrestling. And, and uh, I, did, I never wanted to just be a mid-card guy. No. So if that was the case, I mean, I'd have been happy. Mm-hmm. Every time I was there and I didn't do anything, I was just irritated because I want to be a champion. I want to be um, somebody that, you know, people look up to. Uh, you know, I want to be a rock, rock room leader. And I just felt like a lot of the times those opportunities were taken from me, you know, a handful of times. Um, you did say that uh, your your feud with Sam Shaw was amongst one of the ones that were your favorites. Um, but this can be kind of difficult to speak of because... As you've left the promotion, so is Sam Shaw, um, and it's kind of hard to speak on their behalf. However, um, the question that I posed to you is, was there a commonality as it applies to both of you leaving or needing uh, the same, having the same goals in your need to have to leave impact? I think, you know, we were both uh, released, to be honest. It wasn't my choice. Like, uh, what I look at it as a blessing. I think with you guys, you know, Sam's, uh, I think, 31, 32, maybe. I'm 33. And, and I think uh, for our sake, I think it's what was best. Um, you know, Impact's got their own their own things are going right now. They, they, the guys are pushing. They didn't have time. You know, they didn't have anything planned for me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think that me and Sam getting let go uh, is a good thing for us. You know, we don't know what the future is for Impact Wrestling. Um, I got buddies that work there, so I pray that it you know, goes well. The Destination America resigns everything. And, um, but I think guys like me and Sam, uh, getting released is just kind of a blessing in the sky that, that there's something better out there for us. Bring honor. They have an amazing product. And, uh, Sam's still young and very, very talented to be able to compete at NXT as well. Um, I don't want to try and connect any dots here, but, and you can completely diffu- uh, diffuse this as I say it, but you did say you, um, you know, you learned a lot from, Je- you learned from Jeff Jarrett being part of the security, and there's a TNA connection, but would Global Force ever be something that you'd want to explore? Or Absolutely, yeah. I think Jeff, Jeff, Jeff is a, uh, when he left Impact, I was like, oh man, this, this sucks. Uh, he, he's, you know, he's been there. I mean, that's his company, that's his baby, regardless of what, what he's doing now. He's always a heart life Impact, and uh, he knows what he's doing business-wise, um, building characters and everything, and, and I would love to do some shows with GFW. I think he's got you know, he's, he's starting small, he's doing, you know, the right thing. Um, he's not trying to fill arenas right now. He, he's just kind of trying to build the, build the brand. And, um, you know, I got a pretty good relationship with Jeff, and I think that, um, you, know, I, I, you know, I could see him doing some GFW shows. Um, now, I don't want to mispronounce your last name. Is it Lely or Lolly or? It's Lale. Lale. Just like male, M A I L, but just take the M out. Oh, jeez. Okay, I don't know why I, yeah. I missed that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, all the time. <laughs> what is next for Chad Lale, and where can fans expect to see you compete, and when? I uh, personally hope to um, one day in the future compete in WWE. I mean, like I said a minute 
doesn't act as much as my kids. And when I'm acting as well, it's less being on my body, obviously. And when I have kids one day, I'm going to be able to enjoy them. But, um, you know, if I'm 65 and I never even attempt to try WWE, then, you know, there'll be a, a missing boy there. Yeah. Um, could fans expect to see you at any independent bookings at all? Uh, where yes, definitely. I, I do numerous. I mean, they can follow me on uh, Twitter at, at um, Gunner underscore Chad Lell. I'm using my wrestling and my, my acting brand there. I'm always posting my dates. Uh, you know, I'll be in this Friday. I'm in Kingsport, Tennessee, um, Ashland, Kentucky for July 4th show. And then uh, next weekend, July 10th, 11th, I will be all over Georgia, Burnsville, Georgia, and then right outside of Atlanta. Um, so, yeah, anybody who follows me, I post. I do independent shows. I'm booked up. Um, I got shows all the way to December. So uh, anywhere from Virginia to South Carolina, North Carolina, working on the UK tour, um, going to Korea for some military appearances. Um, I stay busy, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Was there anything you'd like to encourage, share, or make fans aware of as it applies to Gunner Chad Lale? I think just, um, yeah, I mean, I think the fans, I have an amazing amount of support on Twitter, you know, almost 132,000 followers. That's crazy sitting there thinking about, you know, a small-town kid that has that many followers. Um, just uh, don't give up on me. I, I, there's way more in store for Gunner, and I don't think anybody's giving up on me. I think my fans really believe in me. I'm working on some modern-day Viking shirts, finally, finally, finally. Uh, for some reason, Impact did not like the modern-day Viking name, but um, it's still with me, and I'm Pro Wrestling Keys is going to be doing some new modern-day Viking uh, merchandise. So, uh, yeah, expect a lot. 2015 still uh, there's still six months left of this year. That's a lot of time to conquer the world, and um, you know I'm, I'm still ready to rise and reach the top of the mountain. Thank you for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with Mark Madison. We'll be back very soon with another great interview. You can always check our website www.prowrestlingpost.com for more content. Thank you and see you next time.